and welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. Hey Kelly, I guess I'd like to start off this episode doing something that I rarely do in life because as you know, I am mostly always right. True. And I rarely do anything wrong, but I would like to apologize to you. Thank you for that, actually. I appreciate that. Because I finally get to experience the amazing antics that happen when you go to the movie theaters. <laughs> Do you want to explain that a little bit? Sure. Well, first, um, I had to drive almost an hour away because this movie is showing in not every theater. Um, when I got there, I had to park in satellite parking because it was completely packed. And But when I got into the theater for this particular movie, it was me and four teenage boys. <laughs> that was it. Oh, it was completely packed because... Beauty and the Beast opened this weekend. That's why there was 900 people there. And, and it was playing every 20 minutes. And of course, I would have no idea. The only reason why I knew partially, and so I was watching the Liverpool match today, mm. and I happened to look on my phone, and I saw a, we'll call him a quote-unquote member of the club that goes to watch Liverpool, because mm. his membership has now effectively been revoked by me, because I saw that he was missing the match to go see Beauty and the Beast. Mm, but do you think that's because he's probably going to get laid after? Or is he literally seeing this probably by himself? Because that, that makes me sad. No, when you have a long-term girlfriend, mm -hmm. that doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. We'll say that. Right. I mean, right. if you're in a bad relationship where that's the only way you can get sex, then you have a lot more problems than just having to go do that. True. But we'll say that that's the only reason why I knew that Beauty and the Beast came out. <sighs> Now, there were probably double the people in the theater that I went to see this. Because I literally, this is probably one of the only times besides, I'm thinking Batman versus Superman and maybe mm. a couple other movies that we literally watched right before doing the show. Right. Normally, we have a little time to digest it. This is happening right afterwards. For me, anyways. For you. Right now, I've got to sit here and be like, wow, this will be fun once you get to sit through all of this. Yay! What if I hadn't gone to see the movie and I was just like, you know what, Kelly, I'm sorry. I couldn't get to the theater. You owe me 15 bucks. Yeah, probably. That's how that would be. I'm sorry, but that, I'm um, no. Mm -mm. Yes, everyone. Unfortunately, I made rubes out of Kelly and myself. So uh -huh. that is why I was apologizing. I also did something that I've never done on this show before. And that was go to social media after I saw the movie and warn all of you not to see the movie and just listen to the show. I have literally <laughs> never done that before. Which says a lot, because we all know how much you enjoyed Batman v Superman. Yeah, we've done a lot of really bad movies. We did Horrible Leap Year, movies. like all that kind of stuff. But sometimes seeing the movie, you kind of share in the pain a little bit. And you're like, oh, I hope they talk about this scene. I hope they talk about that. And it kind of, you know, it's fun for you because we're making fun of it. This one, I really hope you didn't go to see it. Right, because I would feel bad that you really have one definitely wasted your time and you've way like this will be something that you could probably pick up at Walmart in like the dollar ninety nine in like six months. People already know what the movie is because not only, like I said, we warn people, but then also it's on the fucking title of the episode. This True. is the Belco experiment, so you know what we're talking about. It has a forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's scary. No. The day I saw it, it had a 48. So it's gone down it's at least gone, one. It's gone down 1%. And they didn't make their money back. And they only spent $5 million on this movie. And opening weekend only made four. Wait, and that says a lot, too. Kelly, I'm sorry. Are you sure? Because that CGI was fucking impeccable. Are you sure they only paid $5 mil? 
Just saying. Well, I mean, that's what interns are for. Are you kidding me? What a slave labor. What a bunch of fucking assholes, man. Mm. I'm super pissed right now. Like, I'm really, <laughs> really upset. I would have put this movie at a 5% on Ron Tomatoes, and I think that's still being generous. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that. It's a, And I think there's no redeeming because I even sat through um, all Bloomhouse trailers and none of those I could give a shit about. Yeah, I got seriously. no other like major production movies coming out. So I'm like, oh, at least I didn't waste three minutes there. I know we've Nothing. made fun of them a lot. They are awful. Yeah, they horrible. They are fucking terrible. I, I, can't, I can't tell you how mad they make me. And really, I think we have to start boycotting the whole company in general. Like, just seeing none of their movies. Because, you know, we like The Purge 2, and we like The Purge 3. I mean, Purge 3 wasn't terrible. You didn't put it on the level of Purge 2. Yeah, but I'll take the three Purges over anything else they put out. Oh, sure. And remember, I still hate the first Purge. I don't think that's a good movie, personally. Oh, well, yeah, no, because that's kind of a, yeah, it's a throwaway. It's one of those, ooh, so it's a home invasion movie. Okay, so what's Panic Room? Isn't it the same thing? Oh, and The Strangers, and, you know, the list goes on of invasion, Mm -hmm. you know, house invasion movies, but whatever. Right. But yeah, it was all trailers for their shit fucking movies, except of course the red movie that we got was a longer Aliens Covenant trailer. Oh no no, I got three Bloomhouse and then I got the Circle. That was the only main production one I got was the Circle. Other than that, it's just like um, slight Lowrider. Yeah, but they were all Bloomhouse. They were all like, Bloomhouse. Oh yeah. crap. Yeah, it was all really terrible. Yeah, and then. They show the whole movie in Aliens Covenant. So now I know who survives and yeah, how they get off. You know that anyway. Well, no, actually, I had it wrong on one oh. of the guys I thought one of the guys I thought was going to eat it doesn't because he's the fucking pilot. Oh, uh, lame. And of course, spoiler alert, it's Eastbound and Down guy. So Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, that doesn't surprise me. I'm happy they don't kill him. But he's not funny in the movie, though. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Anyways, those were the shit fucking trailers. But yeah, this movie is a complete waste of time. It's an insult to anyone watching it, but then also it's an insult to every movie and book that it ripped off. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you guys didn't even do that right. Seriously? I have a couple of call-outs I want to make. I've never done this before. Sweet. I went through the trailer, and remember how, you know, they put a couple of publications or something that say something about it? Oh, right, right, okay. I want you to look at the trailer, people. Look at the trailers. I'm going to say there was one company that said smart innovative horror there was another one that said razor sharp and there was another one that said a combination of office space and battle royale now this is a comedy show and this is my opinion but i would love to know how much they got paid to say that shit no absolutely there's no way because the office space battle royale i was expecting a particular at least level Mm -hmm. and you fell flat like you developed certain characters which i thought would come up with really epic ways to kill people and you just pretty much, what, you ran out of time and threw that all away and we just solved it with this little problem right over here. Like, yeah. really? We're going to go off on that because I have a list of stuff for sure. But I just want to say, you know, allegedly, I'm going to say they're sellouts and they got paid off. It, they're the sellouts. It's it's the kid who only reads the back of the book and turns in the essay as opposed to actually putting in the time and realizing that, oh, this was shit anyway. And you got it completely wrong. Look, Kelly, all I want to know is how do we get that kind of thing? Mm. Like, how do we sell out? Because that's the way to go, right? So, Apparently. Well, yeah, that's the easier way to go. <laughs> how do we get some money coming in here? Because sponsored by <laughs> at least two of those sites that you can easily go on their trailer and see who it was who said it. At least two of those sites are really popular sites and are trustworthy. Mm. 
So but no, not so much. Yeah, not so much. I'm calling you guys out. I'm not saying your names directly, but if you ever want to have a debate about this, feel free. You're welcome on the show. Please. Yeah. Please. I will ask you directly how much money you got paid because there is no way that you had someone over the age of five right. review that film and say anything. The only thing I'll give them is maybe, because of course I don't read other people's reviews, if mm. they reviewed the movie and then the Belco experiment took out specific little words from their review and that wasn't actually the truth, then I'll give you that that's a possibility. But I don't think True. so. I really don't think so. If they're renowned for their reviews of movies, then they would have gone in and be like, that's not what we fucking said. Take that down. Right, exactly. Because there's no way that the review was, quote, this movie is definitely not smart, innovative horror. And then they right. just took out innovative horror. Right. That is not right. what happened. So fuck those sites. I will never trust you on anything you say. The only reason why I'm not naming names is because I did not read the reviews. I just saw the trailer where they were quoted. Right. And I'm not going to waste my time going to their sites now. So Yeah, no. Mm -mm. So that was very disappointing. I guess, Kelly, let's go over the main premise of the movie, right? And then we can talk about everything that's wrong with it. Sure. Okay, so the main idea is always read your Apple user agreement. But is yet, what this breaks down to. But they don't even really touch on that either. No, they didn't. Sucks. The stoner guy mentions it once. Right. Because he thinks that that just means they can prank them. And that's it. They never go into anything else. Yeah, I was expecting them to find that in like some sort of file and actually sit there and read this and be like, holy shit, do you see what this actually said? Like, you know, I was waiting for that moment and you guys didn't even go there with it. What about a lawyer that reads it and goes, oh, no, there's actually they can't do this because they didn't do this. And then the lawyer gets killed because right, you know, right. whatever. Do something that has something to do with a fucking office. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so pretty much um, a whole bunch of transplants because they're not all just Americans. They're from all over. They're people from Europe that uh, take this job with apparently it's a recruiting company where like they're headhunters and that's why they're in Bogota, Colombia. Yes. Sketchy to begin with. Which is why they get away with some of the stuff that they want to do apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Non-regulated country or uh, government wise anyway. Apparently they've been doing this for about a year and then shit hits the fan and they're forced to apparently kill each other in some sort of screwed up game. Yeah. On the day in question, there's just this big building that's completely out of place with the whole of Bogota. And right. they're like a half of a mile away from civilization, technically. And then there's a warehouse right next to them. And no one's ever checked any of this stuff out. But they've been going not. to this place for a year. This day, they show up. These guards that they've never seen before with machine guns and shit are telling all of the natives to go home. But right. all of the non-natives are allowed in yes right they're all allowed in so people are like oh well this is a weird day i guess anyways oh we got some sort of threat and that's why we had to set all the regulars home and i guess that can be explained that's fine and then another thing to note is something that we had talked about when we were deciding whether or not to go to this film and i say film loosely as well <laughs> but they so, put yeah. a tracer in the back of their neck that's supposed to be like the way they're selling it is hey if you get kidnapped for ransom, then we'll be able to find where you are and you'll be safe and blah, blah. That's how they sell getting this trace in the back of your neck. Right. But really, who needs a job that bad that they're going to Willing do Willing to that? do that in the yeah. back of your head. Not like the bottom of your foot. Like not someplace. Like if you blow off my foot, I'll survive. You put something in the back of my head that can malfunction. Yeah, no, I'm good. 
Yeah, because they never mention like, hey, don't go by microwaves or don't go by whatever. Right. Don't go through right. a metal detector, like nothing like that. All these things they could have played with and they didn't. And I think no. that's one of the worst parts of the movie is they left so many things that had no payoff whatsoever. And honestly, I feel like even putting the tracers in their heads was still kind of a cop out. Oh, like of I feel like. Like, if you're going to set up this situation where they're going to have to kill each other anyway, I understand you have to make it so, you know, they get executed if they don't follow plans or to make, you know, the threat seem legit. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's still kind of a sellout way to do it. Well, you know what they should have done? And look, we'll go through what this is ripping off in a second. Mm -hmm. But why didn't those bombs have vitals in them? Why couldn't they have something higher tech that showed them who was alive and who was dead based on the tracker and, you know, how their body type was doing and, you know, like all this stuff that if you're doing a social fucking experiment, you would want to data gather that. That's right, important that's stuff. That's their whole reason for doing it at the end. You find out, oh, we're just trying to, you know, see how humans would react in this situation. So you put a pretty much just an explosive in the back of their head with no real scientific backing behind it. No way to tell if it's out of the body or not. Like, nothing. Right. Literally, they don't have a budget for this. So it's... It's a BB. Like, yeah. From a BB gun. Kelly's That's absolutely it. That's right. what they look yeah. like. That's it. So here's something before we completely go into it. I just kind of did a small list of things that they ripped off. Just because, you know, people need to know that there is absolutely no original idea whatsoever in this. And this is a small list. I'm sure there are other things I don't even know about. Right. And we're not rewatching to give a shit. So no. So there you go. Absolutely not. But here's the things. So first of all, you had Lord of the Flies in 1954, right? Yep. William Golding. Then a personal favorite of mine, actually probably my all-time favorite book, The Long Walk by Stephen King, when he was under the pseudonym Richard Bachman. That right. came out in 1979. And then The Running Man came out by Stephen King as well in 1982. You've got all that stuff working off of each other. Then you've got Battle Royale, which came out mm. in... 1999 and a movie in 2000 and then of course the complete battle royale ripoff just with a twilight threesome romance which was the hunger games in oh, 2008 yeah, pretty much right. it's all the same shit that's right. what it is it's all the same and they couldn't even do it right like you had the chance you could have actually made office space meets battle royale oh no yeah no you could easily have done this and the there's certain characters that they developed that would have been really awesome in what they would have could have came up with. And they kind of gave you any idea that they might be foreshadowing with certain items and objects that these people are using in their daily. And then it just all goes to pot and they don't use any of it. Now, unfortunately, as Kelly knows, I have been a part of corporate America for a while. <laughs> now, the issue I have is in every single corporate job I have been in, there are always the stereotypical people. Right. And most people know this because Office Space captured a lot of it. And did a good job with it. Did a very good job with it. But there are still things they missed, of course. So I'm just saying, why couldn't they have done the HR lady that everyone hates? You know, why wasn't there an HR lady going around yelling like, no killing, no killing, read the manual, you know, it's against company right, policy. Yeah, yeah. Like something yeah. stupid like that, and then she gets yeah, shot the in the head. guidance counselor to a T is what that comes down to. It's that epic, you're like, oh, good Lord, woman, go away. Yeah. Everybody needs a hug because it's Mondays, that, that person. You know, the guy's counsel from Donnie right. Darko, all that stuff. Why wasn't there a character like that? You even had John C. McGinley in the fucking movie. Yeah. You could have done something with it. Then, why didn't they actually have cubicles so that you can make real jokes about it? 
Right. Like, why couldn't they have someone's space where you're not allowed in their cubicle because they have it set up the way they want it? You know, why don't they have the people that steal people's food that's clearly labeled for them? All right. of these stereotypes, the lazy maintenance guy, the IT guy that thinks he's way better than you. All right. of those things happen in corporate America. None of them were touched in this movie. In this movie. They said they were there for a year. Why wasn't this a thing? So I also wanted to mention that they could have also just completely ripped off Office Space because what you could have done with it is you could have had like Belco consultants that happened to be there on that day. They could have had something like TPS reports right. that you would joke about. Like if you killed your manager, you'd be like, and this is for making me do my TPS reports. Like whatever the fuck you do that, you have someone who has a favorite office supply like a stapler. Right. And maybe that's what the end scene is, is him killing the person with the stapler instead of a tape dispenser, which made no sense to what they were trying besides just to be gory. That's it. And then why couldn't they destroy a printer or a copier that was always malfunctioning? I'm sorry. We're in a wireless world, but you could clearly strangle someone with some of these cords. Like, are you kidding me? I was waiting for somebody to do that. That nope. didn't happen. I was waiting ahead to be like smashed into a monitor. Yeah. No cord strangulation, no Nothing. pushing, no smacking someone in the face with a computer. The Joker killed someone with a pencil. Like, are you kidding me? Seriously. You guys didn't want to use any office supplies at all? Just sad. Just sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. And as soon as like it started when I was like, okay, so they're going to give, you know, they're going to break off into factions. You're going to have, you know, people who are pro this and pro that. And even that went to pot after five minutes. Cool. So it's all run and hide. This is going to be boring as fuck. I just, I'm at a loss, Kelly. I really am. I was so disgusted, insulted, and mad by the end of this movie. I was even like, look, I'm a person who's fine with gore and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? There is literally no point to any of this. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And I'm sorry. I tried. But as soon as they mentioned that there's an arsenal in the building, I'm like, okay, this movie's gonna be shit. Yeah. There was no reason for there to be an armory. No. In the fucking corporate office. Right. That has nothing to do with it. Yes. Like, it's not like it's the corporate building of the NRA. Like, there's no reason for these guns to even be here. Like, I don't understand. I get Bogota, but why would it be actually in the building? Why would it be in the security guard checks outside the building? Right. Still doesn't make sense. And cool. So you've literally taken the cheap way out. Yeah. You guys can't actually write innovative ways to kill each other. Cool. So the alphas are going to get all the guns and kill everyone. This is going to be a run and hide boring movie. Yeah, Kelly. You're absolutely right. That's what it ended up being. It ended up being them choosing. And by the way, I do want to ask you, Kelly. So they chose the initial alphas, which I guess kind of made sense. You had Wendell, who was John C. McGinley. And I guess the one thing they went with with him was he was kind of stalkerish to the hot chick. But he didn't even play that off well. No, of course you not. Know? There was a time also where she calls him a pervert. And he's just like, never call me a pervert. And then it's never brought up again. Right. It was like, why was that so personal to him? Why was that the word? When she right. told him to fuck off before, she told him all this stuff and nothing, never anything against it. But pervert was the word, but it was never used. He doesn't even try, and I know this is going to sound weird to say this. Right. Why did he not try to rape her? Yeah, when, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to go after her and slowly like torture the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get off on that and then try to fuck her. And, he's, and then she's going to do something to him. Yeah, like, that's either, what I was waiting for. Yeah, either she kills him or... Whatever the, the fuck his name Street. is. yeah. And right. actually, you know what? It's John Gallagher Jr. who we just talked about in 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm going to call him Emmett 
Because I don't give yeah. a fuck what his name is in this movie. Real name is. Yeah. Right. So Emmett, yeah. Why couldn't Emmett have fought him? There was no showdown between Wendell and Emmett when they were building to it the entire fucking time. Right. Not well, but they were building no, to it. No, but yeah. No. And I'm sorry. The CEO. COO. COO. Barry. Didn't, like nothing about you were surprising at all. Because that personality type's there. He's ex-fucking special ops. Right. You didn't even do it. Like, you guys literally just went for the guns and didn't do anything cool. Like, I was expecting you to come up with some more brilliant shit. I wanted some MacGyver crap from you then. He did and one thing. thing. He did one thing. You remember what it was, right? Broke the neck. Yeah, That's that was it. it. Cool, you did it once. That's it. And it was terrible CGI. Like, oh, it was who's, bad. Whose neck goes all the way around? It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> It was an insult to everything. I mean, it's one of those things that we talk about with horror movies all the time is you want to have some type of relationship with the character. You want some type of a backstory or something. Something that the movie Battle Royale and the book of Battle Royale did well is you only have a certain amount of time to get to know people. Well, guess how they told you stories? They showed flashbacks of mm-hmm. what made the person the type of person that they're being in that situation. So that's what I'm saying. Where were the flashbacks of, I don't like this person because they've been stealing my food? Or right. he's special ops and she's had some other type of, tra- whatever it happens to be. Like, why not give us something? Like, I can at least say I was glad it is only an hour and a half long, but oh, holy God. shit, it felt like three hours. It was a very long movie. I guess your one payoff was the chick killing John C. McGinley with the axe. Uh. But even then, he's shooting point blank into the table. He headshots two other guys that happen to be on that, but doesn't shoot in the middle where she is? Right. Come on. Yeah, now. I don't. It's And honestly, I was really rooting for the COO to win at this point. I was like, you're the only character who apparently has their shit together anyway. And I really don't want the pussy boyfriend to win. Like, that'll just really... Because it so it's easy. just sheer luck that he won, wins anyway. Like, it's there's no skill involved. Like, you can't use him as a good experimentation because apparently that's what they're going to do or they kind of set it up for a sequel because he's a fucktard. He wouldn't survive the next one. He technically did get the best of the guy with special ops training at the end. I mean, that was just a straight up, they almost did kung fu moves for a second and then they started fighting. It was like, how did the COO not get, and his name is Barry, how did Barry not take this guy out in a second? Right. How, how's that possible that's what i'm saying like really like i get no payoff from any of these things nothing yeah. one of my favorite parts was the whole water thing they you know i did like those guys the whole stoner thing in a fucking horror movie is done and played out way too much way too much well this the whole movie's cliche anyway yeah the stoner guy with larry kubiak from parker lewis can't lose which i fucking love by the way right but they're going around And they did show multiple times, like, the ominous look at the water. But then, when the guys go around just dumping out the water, it is never touched on again whether the water was actually laced with anything. Because everyone was going to act the same way, no matter what. It wasn't like the people that drank the water were acting worse than the people that didn't drink water. It was the exact same. So why would you do that? How do you get away with that? They lingered on a lot of stuff. Why the fuck were there ants? Why did you do yes. nothing with the ants? I was asking Seriously? that. How was someone's face not smashed into that ant cage thing? Whatever the fuck that's called. Right. Big Head from Silicon Valley gets oh, yes. his hand shot and they never speak of it again. It's never something that gets played around with. His head just explodes when they decide to take out the random people that right. they decide to kill later on. 
And also yeah, the 30 of them all the time. And I'm like, yeah. really? And you, t- and it took you five minutes to kill all these people too. I'm like, really? So this is, this is just a gore movie. There's no yeah. point to this movie just to be graphic. Right. Cool. Great. And why was Emmett so gung ho about hanging the banners when they were shooting at him? Like what they right. thought he was going to still be able to hang the banner? Like, no. And then they said, we're going to explode your head. So there was no backstory for him to have a death wish. Right. There was no reason. It wasn't like he was going through really hard times. He was going through a divorce or something. He had a hot chick that they could have easily gone and had sex somewhere as one last time and didn't even do that. And then she <laughs> dies. She dies with no consideration for a storyline or plot whatsoever. Yeah, no. Ah, man. Should we just go through the actual like way they set up the phases or whatever, at least, so people understand that? Sure, why not? Okay. I hope, once again... You guys should just listen to this because we're covering everything and you can laugh along with how laughably bad it is. But so the whole entire office building gets this metal that apparently no one's ever seen or heard of because they take a blowtorch to it and it doesn't even get hot. So they just give up on that. So It's the metal from X-Men. Yeah, it's it's, it's adamantium. Yeah, it's what's in Logan. That's (laughs) apparently. It's all in Bogota. That's where they find it. Exactly. So that metal stuff, by the way, it takes five minutes of the film just for every single window to be covered up by this metal. It's so ridiculous. Boarded up with metal or whatever. And someone on a loudspeaker comes on and says, there are 80 people here. You have 30 minutes to kill two people. If you don't, there'll be consequences or whatever. Right. So now, of course, they don't kill anybody. Yeah, they think it's a joke. The Even the HR person goes and checks and there's nobody actually in the PEA system. And they're like, all right, well... I guess we should all like evacuate to the roof or downstairs. And that's pretty much what they all do. And just kind of joke around, figure out, okay, what kind of stupid drill is this? After that 30 minutes, they start exploding people's trackers on their necks. Yeah. Poor people. It's like a gunshot. Yeah. So at first it's a complete startle. They definitely get their jump scare because it's a loud noise out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So there you go, guys. You got your fucking jump scare. Proud of yourselves. Yeah. Woo. Barry, the guy who's had special ops training, is looking at the skull of one of the people because originally they think it's people sniper. shooting. Yeah. yeah but they realize like wound. the bomb explodes from the inside out. Right. So then, of course, the only person who seems to be thinking is Emmett. He runs to the bathroom and tries to cut it out. As he tries to cut it out, the loudspeaker guy says, we'll give you to the count of 10 to stop. Otherwise, we're going to explode. And then tells everyone, well, don't do this because we're going to just explode your thing. Right. Because they have cameras set up everywhere. Now, here's one of the things as well. Some of the people start looking through some of the rooms and start destroying the cameras, right? Mm -hmm. So they go on the loudspeaker and they say, hey, everyone, now you know that we can kill you by this way without even having to do anything. But also, if anyone destroys any more cameras, we'll explode your thing as well. Right. Well, guess what? That means that cameras have been destroyed in certain rooms where they can go in and not be seen. And remove the trackers because apparently there's no technology behind the trackers anyway. So they'd have no idea if they take them out. And if they even didn't know that, then why not take the chance? Because you've already taken the chance on these other things and there's nothing left for you to do. So why not pretend like you're attacking someone and then they're screaming, help, help, help. And you're cutting out their tracker and then they fight you off and they do the same thing to you. Like you can do that shit. That's not difficult. And These people are supposed to be smart. Like, unless this whole thing is a metaphor, people in corporate America are really dumb and corporate America is killing people. Like, unless, because true. Oh, that hurts. Corporate oh. America is killing your soul. There's no true. doubt about that. I'm dying no. inside all the time. I believe that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I barely have anything left. 
that's for sure. But I don't need a movie like this to tell me that. It just shows how out of touch Hollywood is with the quote unquote common man because that's right. what they think. They think for a year that people have been working together that pretty much everyone is going to be really cool with each other and there's only one guy who's kind of a pervert to the hawk chick. Yep. Who has fucking tattoos of birds coming up her neck so maybe you're supposed to think she's a badass and she does nothing. 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 The new recruit that they get that day does more innovative shit than she does. Yep. And that's not a payoff either. Like she was another throwaway character. Were you like seriously? I will say though, I was okay with that one because yeah. a lot of times in these books and everything, it's that person who does get out. It's the person who stays away from everything because that's supposed to tell you like, oh, if you stay away and you mind your business and you don't do anything bad, you're going to be the one that makes it out. To have her go through all these crazy things that she does, not get caught, and then just to happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, I was okay with that. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but it's still one of those. I expected you to go out in a slightly cooler fashion. I mean, it was kind of more of a comical thing where you're like, huh, mm, oh yeah. well. There were two times I laughed, and that was being generous. I'll tell you, no one in the theater laughed. No one. And by the way, there I forgot about this. There was a woman who brought in like three really young children. And Seriously? I was like, it's fine. Look, I'm one of those people that believes that movies don't affect you. The only thing I can hope is that they realize that this was a bad movie. And they know not to go see bad movies anymore. Yeah, I guess. But I, I still think that it's one of those. There's certain movies little kids just shouldn't see. Because I think it's. It was very gory. Yeah, it was really graphic. Yeah, it was with all. With no payoff. Like there's no yeah, like. Headshots and back headshots and people killing innocent people. And yeah, it was definitely something I wouldn't have normally recommended for a child. Yeah, no. So let me ask you this out of nowhere, Kelly. What about the guy who decided to put himself in the freezer? Where is the payoff to that? Oh, yeah. We never find out what happened to oh, him. Oh, no, no, we do. He's the guy that John C. McGinley was dragging into the kitchen and chopping oh, him. Oh, with the butcher knife. Yeah, and chopping him for no reason. Like, maybe it was a show that he was partially frozen, and that's why he had to hit him so many times. But even that, was that funny? No. In my mind, and I didn't even realize that was him, so that didn't even pay off for me either. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I apologize. I forgot. I was about to say two things that were funny. One thing I chuckled at was when the new girl, you know, finally got her head shot, you know, yeah, for no, I left it that too. nothing. That was a chuckle. The other one was when Emmett and the chick go to speak behind the not even a cubicle thing, just the little rise thing that they have. And they go to talk and she's less like, oh, you know, people are just people like we got to we got to do something like people aren't just going to be nice and blah, blah. Humans and, are evil, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They got up. Big heads like. You guys know we could hear everything that you said, right? You didn't go into another room. Like you were just, like it's just it's a cubicle. It's like a we're cu still right here. But it wasn't even the normal cubicles that people have. It's the even smaller cubicles. Right. Which made it not as fun. Dividers. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just dividers. Yeah. That made me chuckle a little bit. That was his one line. Other than that, it was nothing. And I was expecting more from him too, because I love his character. And it's like, seriously, like he could have been I, I want kinda wanted him to be like an epic kind of Shaun of the Dead kind of a coming to own it moment. Well, he was the only one that when the voice came on was yelling like fuck you to it. Like, yeah. Fuck you, I'm not gonna do what you want me to do, like that kind of thing. Like, good, there should be someone. There should be more people that say right. fuck you to it. But instead, you're just a bunch of scared pussies, I guess. So, anyways, mm -hmm. they start dividing up the people. Barry and John C. McGinley, who's Wendell, and this other guy, Terry, who's been in some other things. I forget what his fucking name is. Yeah, he seems familiar, too, and I can't remember what else he's He had a in. British accent and stuff. But 
they go and they get into the armory by going through the security guard. They kill the security guard and they get his keys. And there wasn't even a payoff to that. When he threw the keys down, which was supposed to be like a long flight of stairs so no one could find them, it was like the next staircase down. Yeah, yeah. It was one track down. And I like that there was no payoff for the blowtorch either. Oh, yeah. Fucking Emmett just shot the wire that went to the fucking tank to Seriously? run the blowtorch. Like, really? That was it. And that was such a big move because that showed that he wasn't on their side, but yet he wasn't offered to be on their side either. So no. why would he want to go along with them getting the weapons? That makes no sense. But also, here's my question to you, Kelly. Why, when you said that those three are the main bad guys, how come they were able to recruit like four other people that you're not supposed to care about that all of a sudden have guns and are willing to kill everybody as well? Like where they feel the, like they're gonna have a better control of those eighty people, I'm assuming, and that the writer doesn't know how to write a movie, and he just kind of like, oh, this will work. We'll just throw these people in here. You know what sucks? The writer's fucking James Gunn. I know. Why can't he write all of a sudden? I uh, because that makes me very, very fucking nervous for Guardians too. True. I mean, but I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this movie, it was too easy, so he didn't like you didn't you didn't try. That's what this movie felt oh, like. Definitely you didn't, didn't try at all. Definitely. Absolutely not. I was very disappointed in all the main people because there were some really good character actors. No, they were great character actors. And I was like, they're going to come up with some really fucked up shit. And I can handle the gore if you make it entertaining. But you don't. Here's another question. So let's just fucking go through at least the rules of what they were doing anyways. Right, right. So then they say, okay, you have two hours to kill 30 people or we're going to kill another 30 people. That's what they do. So that's when right. Barry and that group goes off. And then basically there are a couple other groups that go off to either flee or to try and make signs so that people will help them, whatever the fuck. Be rescued from this building, blah, blah, blah. So then once they get the key to the armory, the bad guys, they bring everyone to the lobby that they can find. And in there they start deciding, okay, well, these people have children, so we're not going to kill them. These people are old, and then they start deciding, well, we're just going to pick these random people. And, of course, Emmett's one of the people right. that they choose. Of course, they've got these crying people on their knees with their hands behind their backs. And then you just see fucking Barry shoot them in the back of the head one by one. You're like, why are they showing this? Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to, as an audience, take from this that, oh, humanity can be primal and bad? Like, we get it. But you had to show all yeah, these innocent people. Film. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it was a snuff film. That's what it turned film. out being. So there was no payoff to that, any yeah. of them. So then the girl who's been out and around doing whatever, the new girl, she turns off the power at like exactly the right time to only save some of them, by the way. Not all of them, because a lot right. of them were fucking killed by shot to the back of the head. That was the other thing. What a fucking pussy move to shoot him in the back of the head too. To execute them. That's yeah. like Barry was a fucking bitch. So he's under the impression he's doing good. He thinks, for some reason, I forget, someone in the beginning of the film said, why would we, and it's probably Emmett, said, why would we even think of doing this when you know they're not going to let us out at the end? Yeah, no No, one's going to survive, period. Yeah, because what are we supposed to explain? You think they're going to let us go home and explain what happened to everybody? Right. It's not going to happen. So Barry, for some reason, and probably just wants to kill people at this point, I'm assuming. I know Wendell does. It seems like Wendell definitely wants to. Oh, yeah. And Terry's a crybaby. So they're going through this stuff. The power goes off. Some people escape and they're still killing people. And it turns out that they have two minutes to kill one more person because they've killed 29. Terry is going to kill the chick. 
the chick outsmarts him and pulls a faculty, which I liked at least. She took off the blade of the paper cutter. But then, even though she's been advocating for killing people as a good guy, she's been the one person as a good guy, you know, advocating for killing, does not kill Terry. So now the timer's gone off. So they say, oh, well, now we're going to kill 30. And they just kill 30 people randomly. Right. Barry, like, shouts no at the top of his lungs. You're like, what are you, Darth Vader from fucking Star Wars? Because you know he doesn't actually care. Oh, yeah. He doesn't really care. He's just probably worried at that point that his neck it's thing gonna is going to be gonna one of his. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, that was all That was all self-realization there. That was yeah. not, oh, War no, all these other people are going to die. You're like, fuck, I hope this isn't me. It's really the real exactly. reaction there. So then you have the showdown of all the people that have guns going after the rest of everybody because what they say now is after the 30 people have been killed randomly, they say, all right, well, now here's your list of the people that have the most kills. And by the end of the day, which they don't give a time limit to and you can't see outside. So how would you know the person with the most kills gets to live? Right. Now, I understand them not giving them an exact timeline because then that's going to make people go faster. That's psychology. It's fine. But then, wouldn't you think that everyone would go after Barry? Because he's got the most kills. Exactly. So why would the HR guy start shooting random innocent people that he never wanted to kill before? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he go after the bad guys that he can kill and then he would be the one with the most kills? Product of elimination, people. Yeah. But instead, you never have a showdown between Wendell and Barry. You never see Barry going after people that might have almost as many kills as him. Literally, Barry and Wendell never see each other again. No. So it's and the like, funny thing is, is that voice over the intercom even tells people exactly, okay, so Barry's got 11 kills. Wendell has seven. Like, they tell you who to eliminate in what order. Yeah. Why not just do that? Why not band together? And then, see, the way I thought of it, at least, if they wanted to salvage the movie, having a brawl between Barry and Wendell... And then having Wendell possibly getting the upper hand, going after the chick, Emmett coming in and saving but getting mortally wounded, Right. her killing Wendell, and then it's those two at the end, and he sacrifices himself so that she's the last person, and then she goes out and kills the bad people. Whatever that was. The interviewees. And that way you have a strong you know, heroine. That works. Instead, you get her being shot by a random bullet that you don't even know about that had no bearing on the situation at hand. And then she just fucking dies and that's it. Everyone's a throwaway. Nobody has a point in this movie. Just to be graphic. That's it. And then the stoner characters didn't have a bad idea by taking the bombs out of people's heads that have been shot and not detonated. But also, Mm -hmm. how come this company is so fucking stupid that they... After someone got shot and killed, why wouldn't they detonate the bombs as well? Why wouldn't that be an automatic thing? Do you think that's just a waste not whatnot? It's like, hey, they're going to go around and collect them so that they can reuse them. Because you know companies, they don't like waste. This so, is true. See, it's fuck, recycling. Fuck corporate America. Right. Fuck them. <laughs> so it's just fucking, it's so ridiculous. But the idea was fine. It's like, oh, let's take these bombs and then let's blow you know, through the metal. instead. Yeah, instead, because they're killed, Emmett takes them, puts them in his pocket, right? And it's like how many? Like 15, 20? Yeah, it looked like there was a good handful of them. Yeah, because they killed over 29 people without the heads exploding. Yes. So they've gone around and collected all this shit. Now, for people that didn't see the movie, and like we said, hopefully you didn't. Don't. Please don't. 
the ending is Emmett versus Barry, and Emmett wins. So everyone's right. dead. Two guards come in. Emmett kind of gives a struggle, which obviously, why would you not do that? And then they take him out to the warehouse. And in the warehouse is their amazing setup of fucking... Oh, it's so cheap. Like, yeah. I've seen more computer monitors in, like, a college dorm room. Like, it's kind of sad. And, like... They're supposed to be, and they say, we're an international company that's doing this social experiment, and we feel like these experiments can only find out true human nature when they're not the confines of laws and blah, blah, blah. You're like, fuck you. Fuck you. But the way you explode everybody is you have a big board with a bunch of toggle switches that you can buy at Home Depot with names just written next to them. Yeah, that's it. Seriously? That's your board? No vitals on people like we were saying before. No, nothing. Nothing. So, because they're going to ask him questions and they've got like people waiting to hear his answer. And they're literally, this is how stupid James Gunn thinks we are, is he can't even have good dialogue for this part. Oh, it's bad. He literally thinks it's going to be funny that the main guy in charge asks him, so Emmett, how do you feel? A, sad. B, angry. C, confused. He thinks that that's going to be funny. It certainly didn't get a laugh in the theater I was in. No. So I'm like, cool, so you're blatantly pointing out that you think everybody's stupid, so yeah. that's kind of nice. And on top of it, why is he being interviewed by Blofeld? You look like a James Bond villain. Once again, James Gunn did Slither, and he's yeah. in, you know, he used a lot of people from Slither, he used a lot of people from other things that he's worked on. So I like that, that he helps out people that are, you know, in his realm, I guess. But still, why was half of his face burned? Right. Like, was he a survivor of this experiment before? Right. Like, why not go into that? Oh, no. Why would you do that? <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's not go crazy here. Well, at this point, I'm like, there's got to be like three minutes left. Can we wrap this up, please? Are we are we good? Is it over? Is the movie over? Could it be over? Is he just going to blow himself up and kill everybody in the room? How does this end? Can we end this? Let's end it. That's exactly what I said. I was like, okay, so he's going to kill everyone by hitting the switches because he's got like 20 bombs. No, right. Kelly. Apparently, he doesn't. Somehow, in the course of all this action, he left... Yeah, like 17 or 16 bombs somewhere and only yeah. kept enough for the guards. <laughs> he knew somehow we're going to be there. Person. Yeah. And he just apparently picked up sleight of hand because he's just been so epic throughout this whole movie anyway yep. that you're like, there's no way you'd pull this off. No, absolutely not. He somehow drops these bombs in each one of the guards, except for like one or something that's just there. He tells them exactly what he's doing. He goes, did you see that I had all those bombs and now I'm going to kill you? And he jumps up and he hits every single switch except somehow the one that has his name on it. It's his. Right. Weird. So that blows up everyone. He takes a gun and he kills other people. And then (laughs) the main guy is still left there. And he's like, but you're supposed to be a good person or whatever. You're supposed to value life. You're not going to kill me. And he's just like shoots him in the face. That's once again, it's the writer and everyone else playing us for fools and assuming we're fucking stupid. Being lazy. Being extremely lazy. Oh, it makes me so angry. So then he leaves now without cutting out the bomb in the back of his neck. Because Mm -hmm. why would you not do that now, right? Weird. Walks out and has a gun with him and is just kind of defeated in the sunlight. And then it zooms out and you see all of these monitors with all of these last people survivors survivors. that's what they're trying to infer because they have seriously they have said they're an international corporation that does this shit so my horrible horrible guess on this 
is that somehow, because you can't let these people back in society, there's right. no way Emmett is getting back anywhere else. So, what, they're going to put everyone together? And then you're going to have the psychopaths versus the good guys, and they'll do the same rules again, and they'll do exactly what Hunger Games did when mm-hmm. they had the, you know, who the winners have to do it again. Right. You know, that bullshit. I can only hope that doesn't happen. I, I really don't think they're, they're going to be picking this up because, like I said, most theaters didn't pick it up, and it was me and four teenage boys. I really doubt that they're going to get the Fourteen inch boys? Four teenage boys. <laughs> it's funny. It's not that late. It's funny. Yes. I'm funny. Nice American Dad reference, Ian. Thank you very much. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, good job. I'll tell you, every single theater in Boston had it. That's upsetting. It's in all the major theaters. Hmm, interesting. But only made $4 million. What does that say? Well, it opened when Beauty and the Beast opened. Well, that too. (laughs) And it won't do any better next weekend because Power Rangers is opening, right? Yeah. Yep. So the only thing I can say about this too is if they wanted Emmett to be a character that you could kind of get behind... And if he was one of the only people that fought back after, Mm. because it seemed like with the other ones, they probably didn't get a chance to fight back. No. They were all like a lot of them were psychopaths. Like a few of them were exhausted. Most of them were like yelling at the cameras or something like all bloodied. So, you know, they were probably like enjoying what they did or blah, blah, whatever. He's not even good enough to go off the board. That's how you would set this up, right? You'd have all the quote unquote winners have to then duel it out the end. To do right. another social experiment to see what's it like when the strongest survive all get together. But then what you would have to do is you'd have to have Emmett be the guy who's off the grid and finds out about this thing and busts in from the outside and is like helping the good guys or something. But you can't do that because he's just a piece of shit regular guy who shouldn't have survived in the first place. No, absolutely. It was pretty much dumb luck as far as I'm concerned that you were able to get up on Barry anyway. I was more angry than like seriously this whiny pain in the ass who what you were the entire movie you're gonna be the one that kills the ceo really yeah Mm, okay oh it's just so fucking annoying yay so that pretty much covers that well before we end just because we should do this kelly if you were put into this situation what do you think your role would be is there an armory or is there not an actual army in like a real office building i'm saying let's literally put it in the same exact situation. I think I can put myself in different character roles and tell you how I definitely would have done shit differently. No. Be yourself, as you are now, mm-hmm. but you just happen to be in a company in Bogota, Colombia, that has an armory that you get it put into the situation. I'd make my way into the kitchen and take any kind of sharp, pointy object I could. And then I'd hide in the basement and then slowly pick people off. All right. Um, but once I realized that there was a clock counting down, I wouldn't fucking waste my time either. Especially if I had a gun, I'd just start taking people out. So I'm not going to have the back of my head blown out because you guys are all fucking pussies. <laughs> I and, pretty much thought that that was going to be your yeah, stance on it. Yeah. But then if there wasn't actual guns, oh yeah, no, I'm strangling people with cords. I'm going to see if I can't electrocute a couple people. I like the idea of the wrench. I think that's kind of fun. I'll hit people with wrenches. That's not me. Getting squished by an elevator was fucking stupid. It was. For that character um, that meant nothing. He was supposed to be a gay stereotype. And they said oh, yeah. they had him say like three things. It's like, okay. Or I plant myself up on the roof and just start throwing people off the roof. I'm surprised no one got thrown off the roof, actually. Yeah, no one got or thrown people off jumping the off the roof. Yeah, no one choosing their own death. Nobody killed themselves just to Yeah, that was the other thing. Literally no one killed themselves. Yeah. I was surprised about that. 
I thought there'd be some self-sacrifice. Well, that's what I thought that Emmett was going to end up doing for the chick. Either he gets mortally wounded and he's going to die anyways, or he sacrifices himself or commits suicide so she'll be the last one. See, I was kind of expecting that from the British guy, too. Like, I was expecting him to finally, like, snap and just kill himself. Well, I thought... He kills someone and then he can't handle it and kills himself. I guess the one thing you could say that they weren't cliché was, of course, you're going to have someone like that that breaks down, but I thought he was going to give the gun to Emmett, and then Emmett was going to wait for Barry and then, like, trick him and be like, bam, see you later. But instead, Terry, like a fucking pussy, tells Barry that Emmett's Emmett's, Emmett's trying to to get me to give him the gun. He's like, fuck you, the bitch. Yeah, no, horrible. Yeah, no, I mean, if I get my hands on the gun, I'll go that way. If not, I'm fine with sharp, pointy objects. And then, yeah, I'd rather pick pick out down in the basement where people have to be funneled through these little crawl spaces and take them out that way. You, how would you do it? Thank you, Kelly. That was so nice of you to ask. You're welcome. I was getting there. I was fantasizing. It's nice. Anyway. No, I hate being Mr. Captain America goody two-shoes, but I would be the person who would only kill people who are already killing people. Or if you were being attacked yourself. Or, yeah. Or if I was being attacked myself, I'd have no problem doing it. But... I think my whole thing would be I'd rather die fighting than die on my knees. Oh, I think no, that's, absolutely. I think that's it. No. Like, there is no way that if they had chosen me for kneeling down and being here. shot in the back, yeah, fuck no, you. Like, I'd rather no. I'll go out fighting right there and take yeah. my chances on something. Right. But, yeah, there's no way. I also would not have been part of either of those groups. I would have gone off by myself and I would mm-hmm. have taken out the bad guys. How do you not target Wendell and Barry and everyone, Initially. yeah, exactly. They're the all the thugs. Psychos. Yeah, they're all the jock thugs and stuff. Like, there's no way you don't fight back against them. But then, if they say, "Okay, now we're gonna kill," you know, thirty of you or whatever, I'm not gonna go all psycho all of a sudden and say, "I gotta kill all these people." That's where I just sit, and that's where I'll start saying "fuck you" to the camera or whatever. Right. And if I'm randomized and selected to die that way, that's out of my control. But I'm not gonna start okay. killing innocent people. So that I can be spared. Like, I don't care because I have the same feeling is that there's no way that at the end you're getting out of there alive, really. No, yeah, and I believe that, too. And how can you live with yourself, too? I mean, you can try and justify it in your head all you want that they made me do and I had to do it for survival and I have kids or something. Yeah, you can try and justify that all you want, but you'll never be able to live. Unless you're a psychopath, you will never be able to live with yourself afterwards. It really helps. Which is why Kelly is fine. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't really Yeah, well. (laughs) <laughs> Survival of the fittest, period. Yes, and that's what Fight back. Battle Royale is and Hunger Games and The Long right. Walk and Running Man and all of them. It's all about the survival of the fittest thing. It's also that survival of the fittest doesn't always mean physically. It also means mentally and being able to outsmart as well, which is something oh, they do very well in Battle Royale. And that's what I like. It's thinking through the things. And it's true in this office building where they've locked everything down, you don't really have a whole lot of options there. There's really not. But there's always stuff you can fight back against. Oh, yeah. And anything can be made a weapon, and they didn't remotely touch upon that, which you're kind of like, all right, now this is lame. Yeah, let's just get the fucking armory. That's something all corporate offices have. Stupid. Anyway, so on that high note, um, 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, and do not go see it. <laughs> I know maybe people think this is reverse psychology or something, but no, we are bad. telling you, do not give this movie any money, please. <laughs> please don't. We don't want to have to be doing the Belco experiment to a year down the line. No. All right, Kelly. So I guess even though I think we just answered it, would you recommend this movie to anyone? No. 
I would not either. What I'm going to say to you is go read good books or go watch other movies that did this better. Way better. Much, much, much better. It's just not worth it. This movie doesn't deserve it. It doesn't deserve anything. No, you get no credit for this because you've barely used any. Cool. You copied and pasted. Good for you. I'm very, very disappointed in James Gunn. Oh, yeah. It makes me question a lot of things that he's going to be in control of. Yuck. That's all I can say is yuck. So one thing I also want to mention, a slight announcement as well. So we were planning on possibly doing Power Rangers. The only issue is Ian Hates Music has been invited to So What Music Fest in Dallas. Three straight days of music. We are doing official media slash press. Yeah, I know. So that's going to limit my ability to get to a movie theater. So we are probably going to do a random movie that we choose, you know, just because. Yay! So Kelly, anything you'd like to plug? You can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy or on Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy. I'd also like to apologize for every once in a while that Kelly's mic goes robotic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I we get... don't know. I am directly hardwired in, so I. Uh, but, uh, no I don't idea. know why. It looks like you have a good setup, but for some reason I've heard it for random times. So hopefully Sweet. people, it wasn't too bad. But shit like that Cookies, happens. Viruses, Trojan, whatever. It's fine. When we're using Skype and whatnot. That's Ugh. the way it works. So anyways, for everything else, Ian Hates Movies and Ian Hates Music, you can support us by following the links in the description of this episode. If you enjoy what we're doing, you can go ahead and rate us five stars and leave a comment slash review on iTunes because once again that does really help us out. Thank you everyone for listening. Much appreciated. And once again, please don't see this movie. And if anyone happens to hear this who I called out, if you ever want to debate, please I would have lots and lots of questions for you. Oh, bring it on. Very, very disappointed in you. Anyways, Kelly, do you have any final words for everyone? Go go Power Rangers As I shake my head. (laughs) And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.